0: The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Beck Dental Care, Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Covenant Technology, Biodesign Cabinetry, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. <laughs> every play
1: wow and he spins off a tackle every hit boom <laughs> and Trey Hunter tattoos McCandless down at the twenty-eight.
2: every touchdown
1: and he tight ropes and goes backwards into the end zone wow touchdown Dustin Wade
2: the playoffs are on TriStar Sports Radio
0: Good morning, and welcome to another edition Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao, along with Maurice Patton, J.P. Plant on the Controls. It's Thursday, November 19th, as we are one week away from my favorite holiday of the year, the one where I get to eat the best food all day long, at least for two or three days typically. I don't know how y'all do Thanksgiving, but we typically eat it for two or three days.
2: Isn't that the point you create leftovers?
0: That's the whole point. That's
2: why there's so much food?
0: That is the entire (laughs) point. For me, anyway, because that Friday afternoon turkey sandwich is on point every time. Never fails. Anyway, a week away, and we got some football to talk about coming up tomorrow night, and we will do that. But first, good morning, Mo. How are you? What's going on? Oh you know, I'm uh I'm here with you guys just hanging in, hanging out and hanging on, jumped on uh the show before us and that was it makes me um happy that you and I get along.
3: <laughs> Same here. Trust me, I've worked with people that I don't that I, wasn't the case.
0: I'm not sure I could do this show if if we if we didn't get along as well as we do, so yeah. I appreciate the fact that uh, that that we have that going for us. That being said, a w- couple of things that we need to talk about real quick before we get into football because we have a huge show for you. Um, the biggest show, matter of fact. Uh, we, <laughs> sorry, couldn't help it. Um. Why not let, let's put it this way. So we got Summit Beach tomorrow night, right? Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that for the majority of this hour. And with us will be Zach Womble from Main Street Preps. He covers Beach. Obviously, we cover Summit. So there might be some head-to-head there. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> be, be curious. I,
3: I don't think Zach is that confrontational, I'm sure but hope, I guess we'll see I him sure about. hope he is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um... But yeah, it's really going to be a good show. And you're going to want to stick around for it if you want to talk about high school football. But before we do that, we have some high school hoops coming up tonight. And we want to uh, make sure that you are aware of said hoops matchups. I will be at Independence tonight. They will take on Livingston Academy. And unfortunately, they will be without... uh, couple of key pieces without yeah some some certainly some key pieces as their head coach brian glasner will not be on the sideline he is at last report still the head coach unfortunately he is dealing with some family issues there is a story on sm-tnsports.com also Last year's dynamic freshman guard, Jalen Banks, has transferred. And she will be uh, playing at Middle Tennessee Christian. At some point. At some point. Not right now, though. We think she's ineligible. Unless she moves, she would be ineligible, I guess. Um, so,
3: yeah. That's, uh, that's going to be big for Independence tonight. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be at... Cullioca as the Warriors take on visiting Cornersville. Cornersville putting up those um, frequent flyer miles after having um, been over here on Tuesday night. Who did they play Tuesday night? Uh, they played Cornersville. Oh, they played Moore no. County. That's right. Your, you're right. I'm going to Moore, to Cullioca-Moore County. That's correct. Cornersville is putting up the frequent flyer miles coming this way, though, because they are going to Mount Pleasant. Mount Pleasant. Pleasant. Yeah. It starts to run together, man. And I'm going to corner. I'm going to Kalioka for the Moore County game. I'll be interested I'm to see interested, how that Moore
0: County thing
3: works out. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested to see the Moore County boys match up in particular, just because I I, I, I,
2: I need to interrupt you there because there's been a change in that. Yeah, Moore I County just, boys are not playing. Lawrence County boys are coming up for boys. So you're going to have Cullioca Moore County girls, then Cullioca Lawrence County boys. And you're going to have a Lawrence County-Colioka-JV boys before the girls game.
0: That way. makes more sense. That's what we were curious about.
2: Because Moore County boys, what I was told is because of football, they weren't going to have enough well, to the Well, and that team. made perfectly
3: mm-hmm. good sense. Yep. It just would have been nice for somebody to tell me before nine <laughs>
2: fifteen. <9:15. laughs> Sorry to break that to you on the radio, but uh, yeah.
0: That's good news, though.
2: Yeah. Good to hear. So there will be basketball tonight.
0: At Colioka. Um... Also, Richland traveling over to Eagleville. That'll be a good one. Um, and Columbia Academy is going to Riverside Christian. So, there you go. That is a, uh, a
3: full slate of, of hoops tonight. So, moving on to tomorrow night's schedule. Um, Columbia Central goes on the road again to play at Forest. I assume that's a boys girls doubleheader. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Jackson County comes to Columbia Academy. So CA playing back to back. That's unusual. It is. It's a little interesting. I-, I assume both those games are still on. Heck who knows. And who am I and what do I know?
0: <laughs>
3: Saturday is a a big one. Yeah, that, that Huntington Summertown game really kind of jumps out at me. That's a afternoon matinee, um, two o'clock tip. Uh, I'm assuming since there's no football teams involved there that they'll be playing both those games.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they, w- again, Lawrence County's clearly they're allowed to play because their boys are coming up here tonight, but the, the whole COVID situation and how that works in Lawrence County is, is unique. And frustrating in <laughs> some
3: corners of the county.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, but yes, Summertown hosting Huntingdon, that, that will be a really good basketball game.
3: Also, both of them, boys and girls. Yeah, also on Saturday, Macaulay Boys, which Macaulay doesn't have girls, but uh, Macaulay will play the Independence Boys up in Thompson Station at 1 o'clock. And Summit's girls are playing a doubleheader Saturday up at Gallatin. They are playing Northwest at 3, and they're uh, playing the host Gallatin team at 6. Also, there's a big play day down at Richland all day Saturday. First game's at 10.30. Last game's at 6 o'clock. You've got um, Spring Hill girls playing the host. La- Raiders, Lady Raiders versus Lady Raiders at 10.30. Um, Harriman's boys play Richland at noon. Giles County girls in Spring Hill play at 1.30. Uh, Fayetteville boys play Harriman at 3. Giles County girls in Richland in a cross-county rivalry there at 4.30. And then Fayetteville boys at Richland at 6 o'clock Saturday. Um, one game that will not be taking place this weekend, speaking of COVID issues, um, Collinwood was supposed to come to Santa Fe for a doubleheader on um, Friday. That game will not be played because Wayne County has suspended athletic activities as well. So, and all of that is clearly subject to change without prior notice. So.
2: As, as the the term of the year, fluid. It's fluid a fluid si- situation.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a fluid situation. By, by
2: the way, a little bit outside the footprint, uh, Dyer County. Yeah. Way outside the footprint.
3: Way outside of most they, people's footprint.
2: They're yeah. traveling to the Ralph in Lawrenceburg Saturday afternoon for a doubleheader at 3 o'clock.
3: That's interesting. Yeah.
2: That, that's where we are with trying to find games.
0: I, it's funny that you say that because, you know, I, I was, I was searching yesterday with, um, the, uh, BCAT, Basketball Coach Association of Tennessee, their, their Twitter account, you know, it's, they were retweeting a lot of folks who were, who were looking for games, including Loretto, who apparently was begging for some games, uh, coach Greg and and Ashley
3: Rutledge down there said, hey, we'll take anybody. We'll, we'll play a boys game only. We'll play a girls game only. We'll play both. We don't just, care. Just play us. And, you know, I think what both Greg and Ashley are finding out is, you know, when you're good. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you're a far away. <laughs> 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 and you're in Alabama. <laughs> and, and, you've, and you've got a pretty tough venue as well. Uh-huh. I mean, you know. They are, they are kind of a, um, victim of their own success down there to some degree. So no question. You know, if, if you're looking for a game, give Greg and Ashley a call. We're not going to put their numbers out there, but you can call us and we'll get you in touch. Anyway. Or if you want to call us for anything else, you can do so at 931-381-1017. Um, like talk about this fluid basketball schedule, this, um, football schedule we got coming up tomorrow night or whatever else crosses your mind. Give us a call or shoot us a text. 931-381-1017.
0: And when we come back, we're going to talk to Zach Womble of Main Street Preps. He will give us some insight on the Beach Buccaneers, a team in which has played two games against Summit. They've both been absolutely fantastic barn burners, but Beach has won both of them. So we'll talk to him, get some insight on what they look like when we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com.
3: Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at ByDesignCabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195.
1: Wait! He's gonna look over the offense. He's gonna keep it. Wade's not touched. Wow. Titty, baby. The Summit on the board. 10-26 in the first quarter. It's almost like a butter knife cutting hot butter as he slices in and out. Wade gets it. He's gonna fake it. He's gonna throw it. Wade's got all day. To the corner. Got it. Touchdown.
2: The playoffs live on TriStar Sports Radio.
0: back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Barn and Joint. 25 minutes past the hour of 9 o'clock here on WKOM 1017 FM, where the playoffs most certainly live. No doubt. Because you will be able to hear said playoff game.
3: The only one in our coverage area. The only game in town. Except it's not in town. (laughs) It's not. Hashtag. Summit will be
0: right here on 1017 WKOM. The Spartans with Mike Epley and Matt Rogers on the call. JP will be on the whip around on TriStarSportsRadio.com. Correct. And on the other side, you can hear Columbia basketball.
3: If you're if you're into hoops and if you are into hoops, Columbia Central, as we mentioned in the last segment, travels to Forest, their second game of the season, their second road game of the season, and the Lady Lions and Lions coming off of Twin Victories Tuesday night over at Smyrna. So you can hear um Barry Duke and Brandon LeVere. And Brandon LeVere yeah. on the call there on one oh one seven I'm sorry, one oh three seven FM W K R M.
0: That's right. Plenty of high school sports going on here in the southern middle Tennessee area. And to talk about that high school football playoff game, we have Main Street Preps. We call him the beach beat writer, I guess, because for this purpose, for, for, for all intents and purposes, he, he basically is, he covers beach more than he doesn't cover beach. So. We'll bring in Zach Womble. Zach, welcome, and thanks for joining us.
4: Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me this morning. Yeah, um excited for the playoff game tomorrow. I know you guys are too. Uh, thanks again, like I said, for, for having me on. Excited to talk a little bit of football.
3: Well, you're probably a little bit more excited than we are because you don't have to come across Nashville to get to the game Friday night. But besides- Yeah, that, that,
4: that is a plus for me. You know, I did make the trip, though, to uh, – what was it? was it two years ago when beach played at summit mm-hmm. two or three years ago? Yeah. That, that trip is not fun uh, coming through Nashville. So, so you're right. I'm probably a little bit more excited than you guys are.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I think I'm going to split it in two, some kind of way, drive to Nashville and then drive from Nashville to shackle Island. Zach, um, you know, we, we try to do a little prognosticating on this show, And both Chris and I were way off on that Beach-Hillsborough game. We were looking at the fact that Beach had won that game 14-7 during the regular season. We thought Hillsborough had had improved um, in the interim. And Beach 36-0, I mean, were you shocked at the way Beach handled Hillsborough Friday night?
4: Absolutely. And I think anyone that would tell you differently might be fibbing a little bit. I mean, I don't think anyone expected a 36 nothing, uh, shutout from the Buccaneers. You know, it was eight nothing going into the halftime and, and you're thinking, okay, this is the game we expected. You know, Hillsborough's had their chances, but they've shot them, excuse me, they've shot themselves in the foot. They'll get back on track here in the second half. But that was just not the case as, as Beach just completely dominated. The Hillsboro offensive line and, and routinely, routinely hit Jalen Macon, whether it be a sack or, or a quarterback cour- hurry or, or whatever. Uh, that defense just played lights out against the Burrows. Um, but like I said, to answer your question, very shocked at that final score was expecting some, you know, one score game as we saw during the regular season, you know, and, the, and those two teams have routinely given us really good games, uh, whether it be in the regular season or the playoffs. So to expect a thirty-six nothing, or even anything remotely close to that, would have been misguided. So, so yeah, just just an absolute dominating performance by Bill Alexander's defense in Beach High School to, to set up this game Friday night against a very very good Summit team.
0: When you talk about that defense, that's that's kind of been the uh, the hallmark of this team. They've they, they've been very good defensively all year.
4: Oh, they've been, they've been excellent all year. Um, you know, they're, they're giving up just 12 points per game on, on defense this year. Three times they have limited their opponents to less than 10 points, and then obviously last week's shutout uh, over the Burroughs, a really good offense. You know, this defense led by Carter Flat and Bronco Hanks has 68 tackles for loss and 23 sacks on the season. They, they just do an excellent job of, of creating a pass rush from their defensive line and their secondary it's solid. I mean, their secondary can cover. I think, I think they showed that last week against the Burrows. Now I'll say this, their, their cornerbacks were playing about 10 yards offline scrimmage, you know, for obvious reasons, right? I mean, I think Anthony Crabtree has said this, you know, if he said it once, he said it a hundred times, which is we are never going to out athlete Hillsborough, right? Um, so he was giving them a cushion and making Hillsborough beat them, uh, with short underneath throws and making them drop the ball. And that, that clearly worked. But outside of that, I mean, their secondary has been, has been very good all season long. They can cover their linebackers, do a good job of reading the run. Um, so like you said, this, this defense has, has led them all season long and, uh, they just get, they just had their best performance of the year last week. So are they, are they hitting at the right time? I guess, I guess we'll see in, in uh, in, in a little over 24 hours.
0: Well, hitting at the right time, I, I don't know how you, I'm not sure how you decide that when you're on an eight-game win streak after, you know, dropping the first game of the year on the road at Powell. That being said, this 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 Beach team has won some really big games against some pretty tough opponents as far as, you know, Henry County get a win in Week 2 over them. Of course, Hendersonville, a win there, and – it it really feels like this is a uh, a beach team that is on a mission.
4: Yeah, I mean you, you hit the nail on the head. They've got some really good good wins this year after coming off of a, a tough loss at Powell. And to be completely honest with you, if you ask the beach co- beach coaches and players, they feel they should have won that game at Powell. You know, they gave up a game winning touchdown pass as time expired um, to to lose that game. I know they I know they had a couple miscues in, in that contest, so. They, they honestly feel like they should be undefeated this season. And um, they've kind of used that to fuel them this year. You know, you mentioned their eight-game winning streak. And they have been mighty impressive um, over that time. And, and you know, the, the thing that, that really impresses me about an Anthony Crabtree-led football team is they, they never get in their own way, right? They, they always find a way to win. They always find a way to make the other teams make the mistakes and, and then capitalize on said mistakes. Um, and they've done that th- uh, routinely uh, throughout this eight-game win streak. You know, you mentioned the Hendersonville game. That's a game that Hendersonville, if they don't shoot themselves in the foot, probably has a really good chance of winning. But credit Beach—they took advantage of their opportunities, and they've done that time and time again. <clears throat> excuse me, this season. And uh, yeah, it's a football team that that is very well coached, and it just—it's hard to count against Beach High School in the playoffs, right? I mean, Anthony Crabtree has two gold balls in a silver ball for a reason i mean he can get his team motivated and going at at the right time so um very impressive from from what we've seen so far from beach this season
3: we're speaking with zach womble from main street preps who covers beach football quite extensively and zach you you made the comment about mistakes i'm going to read you a quote from brian coleman from my conversation with him earlier this week he said, we've got to limit the mistakes. We're 0-2 against them, and both times we made the mistakes. Um, and he had basically said something that didn't get in here is that they don't make the mistakes. They wait for you to make the mistakes, and they capitalize on them. So clearly that's that's Beach's M.O., and it's not just their M.O. in their locker room. Other people realize that as well. And so, you know, obviously – that has an impact on opponents.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, they, they do a, a fantastic job of, of waiting for you to, to make that mistake as, as you just alluded to, and, and they jump on you and they jump on you in a hurry. And uh, you know, it, it's, it's pretty impressive that um, other teams know this yet they still can't get out of their own way. Um, and, and they, they understand what, what beach is trying to do yet the Bucks always find a way to, to do exactly that even when the other team knows it's coming. And that's just a sign of, of great preparation and great coaching on game day, right? I mean, I think I think many in Sumner County would agree that this staff at Beach High School is if not the best, one of the top two best in, in the county. I, I would probably say that they're the best. Um, you know, I know I know JP two has, has got a, a good staff over there, but they don't they don't have the resume that this staff does. So um, yeah. I mean, just they couldn't do a better job with preparation for their team. And, and you see that week in and week out, and I'm sure you'll see that again tomorrow night,
3: you know, when but you, you know what? Oh,
4: Some, someone is going to test, is going to test them. I mean, listen, you boys know this better than, than I do, but the Wade brothers are, they can make up for, for a lot, right? Destin Wade, Mr. Football finalist for a reason, his brother, Keaton Wade, four-star linebacker. I mean, those guys are going to have something to say about tomorrow night and, you know, whether something. Do you, makes you, do a do you want to not. tell him,
3: or do, or should I? Well, I'm I'm wondering if he knows something we don't. <laughs> I'm cur- I'm curious. <laughs> uh, Keaton, Keaton had a foot injury at the beginning of the season. He's only played one game, um which was one half of one game, which was like week seven down at Franklin County. We are not sure if he's going to be back at some point this football season or not. But, um, you know, he certainly is a difference maker when he is on the field. He just has not been on the field a lot for summit this year. And so when you said that, I like I said, I was wondering if maybe you had some Intel that hasn't gotten to us, it certainly wouldn't be the first time this morning. That's been the
4: case. <laughs> Listen, I, I, uh, you know, I just, I just assumed he would play. I, you know, I did a little bit of research, um, on just on his foot injury and and seeing if he would come back and i I was i thought maybe and i guess i read it wrong but i thought he played uh not last week but a couple weeks ago obviously that that isn't the case he did know? he um, did
0: play against franklin county he he caught one pass for a 21 yard touchdown but that's the only time he's played this year
4: well well maybe maybe that's what i saw um that that led me to believe but but you gotta think listen guys i mean and, and Last week's game was probably a little bit more uh, manageable mm-hmm. than, than this week, right? Um, so, so maybe that coaching staff is thinking, Hey, we can't take any chances here. You know, Keaton, how are you feeling? Are you, you know, he's 80% say, and, and I don't know, you know, I have no idea, but you got to think that's better than not having him on the field at all, right? I mean, heck, even against if against beach,
0: absolutely. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, heck, even if he's 60%, that's, that's better than not having him on the field at all even if he can only give you you know 15 20 snaps you're, you're going to take those 15 20 snaps if you can get them now um how, how severe is that foot injury you know I, I don't know the answer to that question and and uh, you're obviously probably a little bit and neither looking do ahead. we do, i'm sorry we
0: don't know the answer either
4: yeah so you know maybe there's a little bit of, of looking ahead to, to the fourth round matchup and you're thinking you know we don't want to use him all that much but This is, this is not a game that, that Summit can afford to look past. I mean, this is a beach team that is very capable of, of getting the win. I mean, they're at home. It's not, you know, and listen, Summit has made the long journey to, to Sumner County before and won. I mean, look at last year when they had to sit in that, what, hour and a half delay on (laughs) 109 because of the, of the explosion. And they still come out and and beat a a good Gallatin team last year on their way to the, to the championship game. So, so Summit is very capable of coming on the road, but. But just my point is that I don't think you can take very many chances, you know, with a guy like Keen Wade. I think you got to get him out there as many plays as he he can play. You know, tell him to be honest with you. Tell him, like, hey, listen, if we can only get 15 snaps out of you, we only get 15 snaps out of you. But I guarantee you a guy of his caliber is probably going to make a play in those 15 plays, and I'm just throwing out a number here. But I'm just saying that you get him on the field, he's going to make plays, whether it be tackle for losses – whether it be a touchdown catch, whether it be an interception or or whatever. I mean, he's just too good uh, not to get on the field. So I just think you, you take however many plays you can get from him.
3: I don't disagree with you one bit. I think if Keaton Wade is at all ever able to play tomorrow night, we're going to see him.
0: I yeah, will say I mean, this. Uh, I was told this week, you were told this week, Mike Epley, play play by play guy, was told last night that Keaton Wade will not play. Now, that being said, if they can't stop the run at halftime, (laughs) I'm not saying number seven doesn't put some shoulder pads on. I'm just saying, I I don't, we don't know. It ain't that hard to get dressed. Apparently, from what we understand, Zach, is this foot injury is, it, it just isn't healing right. Every time he 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 plays and practices on it, it's it's still sore, even to this day after twelve weeks of, you know, after surgery and everything. So we're not. I'm not sure what the problem is.
3: I I think if he doesn't play, it's because he can't. I mean, that's what I, I, I'm thinking. I I think if he doesn't play, it's just not an option. I I feel like if he's at all able to play, he'll be out there for you know, whatever limited role he's able to fill.
0: I will say this, though, Zach, you're cool. exactly right, that Destin Wade certainly uh, covers up some some holes, and we've seen that all year long. We've seen Destin Wade do a lot of things offensively that you would not allow a lot of kids to do. But Yeah, I mean, he,
4: listen, he's got – I mean, I, I don't follow him as closely as you do, but, I mean, he's got – it seems like every offer from every Power 5 school there is, so – Clearly, he does something well on the offensive end. I don't know his numbers, but I think I I read, I saw the graphic from you guys, maybe a thousand rushing yards on the year and six or 700 passing yards. So, I mean, he's a gamer and, uh, you know, he's someone that can put a lot of pressure on that, on that beach defense and and can certainly go out and uh, give yourself a a really good chance to win that game.
0: Absolutely. All right. We're going to take a quick break on the other side of the break. We're going to continue talking about this game because it is. A quarterfinal matchup, and it's the only one that we have in SM-TNSports.com's coverage area. So we're going to dive in as far as we possibly can with Zach Womble. He will stay with us through the break. So when we come back, more Summit Beach talk on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint.
3: If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. When we're out covering sports in and
0: around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit CovenantTechnology.net.
2: Every play.
1: Wow! And he spins off a tackle.
2: Every hit.
1: Boom! (laughs) And Trey Hunter tattoos. Canvas down at the 28.
2: Every touchdown.
1: And it tight ropes and goes backwards into the end zone. Wow. Touchdown, Destin Wade.
2: The playoffs are on TriStar Sports Radio.
0: Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Chris Yow, along with Maurice Patton. J.P. playing on the controls. Still on the line with us is Zach Womble of Main Street Preps. 16 minutes to the top of the 10 o'clock hour here. Don't forget that if you've missed any part of the show today or any other day, you can hear it on our podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Just search SM-TN Sports today. You can also find it on our website, sm-tnsports.com. We tweet it out at SM-TN Sports. If you haven't seen a theme,
3: you're not paying attention. <laughs> it's the kiss approach. Keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple. <laughs> hey, um, again, we are joined by Zach Womble with Main Street Preps. Um, Zach covers Beach Buccaneers football extensively. And Zach, I am a little stunned that we got through an entire segment discussing this beach summit matchup and the name Tyshawn Jefferson was never mentioned.
4: Yeah, he's a he's a uh he's a ball player, Maurice. I mean, eleven hundred yards on the season, uh, you know, averaging hundred and twenty eight rushing yards per game, seven one hundred yard games and thirteen total touchdowns and in, in in just nine games played. He is he is their bell cow. He is a stud, as you would say, and uh one and, and a kid that uh could have very easily been considered uh for a Mr. Football uh semifinalist. He obviously wasn't named to that award. A lot of good a lot, a lot of good players in five a But it just goes to show that uh you know, there there are so many good players out there that that some can get overlooked and I believe Tyshawn Jefferson was was one of those guys. I mean he just he's a small guy, but he's quick, he's fast, he can he can hide behind those offensive linemen and, and, and can be gone in a hurry. Um, you're right. I mean, heck of a ball player that Tyshawn Jefferson is.
3: And even in the offense that Beach runs, you know, in in the wing tee, part of the um, part of the allure of that attack is kind of the unpredictability. You don't necessarily know where the ball is going to be. But again, eleven hundred fifty six rushing yards, thirteen touchdowns. Um, Jefferson's going to have the ball the biggest part of the time four beach offensively i mean is that is that fair to say
4: yeah no absolutely it is um but listen here's two guys that you got to keep an eye on okay one being patrick hill he's a junior number 17 he's carried the ball 118 times this year uh for six touchdowns over 660 yards on the ground and then adrian johnson their senior number 10 he only has 49 carries on the year uh over 350 yards but 11 touchdowns he's their short down he's their goal line back he is a big big boy I mean he's one of those guys that you saw when you were in high school and you're thinking man it's going to be a long night trying to trying to get this guy to the ground you know all he's missing is a neck roll for him to be completely intimidating Mm -hmm. but uh yeah I mean those three guys are are definitely going to get the bulk of the carries tomorrow night but you're right Tyshawn Jefferson is their bell cow I would expect to see him carry the ball you know anywhere from 15 to 20 times maybe a little bit more that's kind of been their MO this year, about, about 20 carries is, is what he's good for. And they want to distribute the rest to Patrick Hill and Adrian Johnson. It's no secret. Like you said, that they are a running team first and foremost, but they have a quarterback in Xavier Jones that, that can throw the football if, if asked. Now, um, seven touchdowns to six picks. So you'd like to see if you're beat, you'd like to see those numbers a little bit better, completing just 57% of his passes. But he's got a new wideout this year. Andrew Page on the outside comes in from the basketball team. Andrew Page, about six five, can go up and get the football at its highest point. Usually a lot taller than than most DBs. So so really, the game plan is just throw it up and, and see if Andrew can go out and make a play on, on, on at the wide receiver position. But but you're right. This is a is a run first team that that likes to give the ball to Tyshawn Jefferson.
3: Between Beach's running attack summit's running attack could be a quick ball game friday night
4: you, you know and i was i was uh i was thinking about that you know those those football games where it's just nothing both two run teams go by in a hurry heck we might we might get out of that stadium before nine thirty tomorrow night for for all we know, you know you're hard. right i mean two two teams that like to run the ball notoriously and uh yeah like you said it could make for a quick night
3: it's kind of like going to a Braves game when greg maddox was starting
4: there you go. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> oh, oh, over with very quickly. Yeah. If
0: you if you were at that 2017 game, the 21:16 matchup, it was also a quarterfinal matchup. That was back when Summit was still running the wing tee itself.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm pretty right, sure. Right. I'm pretty sure the game was over before nine, because it was a, yeah. it was a three touchdown game, and Summit had the ball. Uh, with a chance to win the game going uh, had it about about midfield and they fumbled and, and beach ended up winning. but that was a quick ball game. I expect this one to be very similar.
3: I guess the forty five forty two triple overtime game was not quite so quick. It was probably nine o'clock when overtime started though
4: <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't i don't remember I don't remember that one uh, but I definitely remember the two thousand and seventeen game. And you guys could probably help me on, on the name, but I, I believe Summit also had a, a mister, what should have been a mister football finalist or semifinalist that year at running back, uh, Ty Carter. Ty Carter. Yeah. And yep. I, I he think he injured. actually
3: missed that game. He had, um, injured his knee late in the regular season. He was a finalist though. So, um, so your recall is correct on that one, sir.
4: Yeah. So, uh, y'all listen, what that tells me right there. And you mentioned the 45 42 game we get good games between these two teams. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there's any reason to expect anything like last week um from both teams. I I, I you know, I put out my my pick 'em call on this morning and uh you yeah, know, I, read I think it. it's going to it's going to be a one possession game, guys. I mean, I really really believe that I mean, these two teams are just so good and and whoever comes out is going to give what I presume to be Henry County, you know, they play Northeast tomorrow, so that's you know, that's going to be a a game, we'll see. I guess, but I presume to be Henry <laughs>
0: game. That's a great way. It'll to be put a that. game. It'll, yeah, there will be a football game. It'll played. be a game. I like that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there will be
1: four quarters.
4: Yeah, maybe four.
1: Yeah, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know the the
3: shame of this though, Zach is either you or Chris and I have to go to Paris. are going to have to go to Paris next Friday night
4: yeah well i'd be a little bit closer but it's not you know it's not like you know it's i'm saving much time it's still a two plus hour drive for me so i can only imagine you know a little over three hours for you guys if you guys end up having to go yeah that's just that's there there's no easy way to get there 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 is no easy way to get there uh made the trip two years ago to watch beach uh fall 14 to 7 in a rain game um you know so at least i was i was uh i was given a good game to watch so you know, maybe maybe we'll get the same courtesy this year. Whoever has to go up there.
3: Absolutely, I've never been to a football game up there, but um, obviously that's a great ball club, a great program, and would um, would enjoy the opportunity to make that drive. But first things first, before we go to Paris, we have to go to Shackle Island. That's right. Hey, real
0: quick, Zach, I've you know you mentioned in your column. About the first time that Summit has played back-to-back games all season, in the first two rounds of the playoffs, which is wild. But Beach has also had some open dates this year, uh, four in the regular season. Is that right? Uh,
4: well, yeah. So they they had their open dates um, after the se- after their second game after they played Henry County. They were supposed to play Glencliff uh, and then and then Lebanon. Um, but there was, there was a COVID issue that, uh, that, that prevented them from playing. So yeah, you're right. They did miss two weeks, but since then, since, since their game on September 11th, they've, they've played straight through, um, the, their schedule. So, uh, they, they have, they were affected by the COVID bug. Yes. Uh, but not quite like Summit, man. It, it felt like this year that every time Summit tried to play a game, something happened, you know, COVID related that, that canceled that game. Yeah. I think I mentioned that. That last week's game, first time played back to back since their, what? Their first three games this year.
3: That sounds all right
4: on the, on the schedule. Um, so, you know, that's, that's got to play a factor, right? And tomorrow, you know, I think I mentioned, you know, I, I alluded to it a little bit. Those columns aren't super in depth, but, um, you know, I alluded to the fact that what does that mean for summit? Well, it probably just means that they're a little bit more rested than beach is. Uh, but beach have, has been in tough games this year. They've, they've been battle tested. And, and I'm not sure you can say the same for some, you know, just looking at their schedule, I think one win, only one win over a plus 500 team this year. And that was in week one against a good independence team. Um So, you know, obviously you can only play who you play, right? I mean, you only play what's on your schedule. You can't really do anything about the fact that other good games get canceled due to COVID. Um, But it'll be interesting to see if that at all, if that at all is a factor.
0: Uh, you're right. that, And I think, I think you are right in that summit is a little bit more rested. We we talked about that with the Hillsboro matchup. We thought that because Hillsboro had not played the first half of their season, they would have been a little more rested. Clearly, that didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, again, though, you're you're right. There's there's just a lot of dynamics in this game that it, it's really strength versus strength on both sides, and I'm really excited because there's there's not really a weak point. If there's a weak point in Beach's game. Where would it be?
4: I would say I would say uh planting special teams. You know See, that's got what I'm kick.
0: thinking. That's what I'm thinking for Summit. So that could be interesting. That could make a big difference.
4: Well, here's the thing, and I and I talked to Coach Crabtree about this, it, and but he is notoriously known for going for on fourth down. He does mm-hmm. not care down in distance. He he really doesn't care where you're at on the field. I mean, I've seen him go for it. Fourth and five from his own 25, you know, I, I've seen him, you know, obviously go for it on the plus side of the field. He is not afraid to go for it on fourth down. And I think his team responds to that. And I think his team understands that and knows that we've got a coach that, that is going to let us play it, play our game and is going to put the onus on our shoulders to come through and, and, and get it done. And so, you know, Beach for the last, I don't know, I've been around them since 2017 and they've never really had a great punning game. Um, and so they've always, well, they don't get always, to
3: practice it a whole lot.
4: Right. You, because they're, <laughs> they, they'd they rather go for it. Right. Um, but you know, kicking game, they have a, a solid kicker in Kevin Figuero- Figueroa, who, who played soccer, who, who can connect from, you know, probably 30, 35. So, you know, that, that right there at the high school level will get the job done if needed. Um, but if, if I had to say there was a weakness anywhere, it, it would be punting the football.
0: Interesting. And like I said, I I really feel like that may be both teams, uh, you know, Achilles heel. So you may see a little more go for it on fourth down type stuff, you know. On both sides. uh, On both sides where, you know, this Summit team in eight games has scored 272 points. They've given up just 97, which is a little more than 12 a game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beach, very similar. Um. They've, they've scored 285 points, but they've, they've also played several more games. Um, I'm just really interested and excited about this football game and we will be excited to be there. You can hear it on WKOM. Uh, Zach, what you picked, you picked this game 28-27 beach. Uh, obviously that was just a, I mean, 28-27 is, yeah, that's, you're, just, you're, that's
4: just a close, that's just a close pick. That's sure. just a close pick, you know? Okay. I just think it's going to be a one-possession ball game that it, it could it could turn out. That whoever has the ball last wins this game. I mean, I don't think it, it, any one of us would be surprised if that were the case. Um, I think not we're all. all expecting a really good game.
3: I'm certainly not expecting thirty-six nothing
4: by either. No, team.
3: of course we weren't expecting
4: it last week either. Well, <laughs> but I think but I think summit I think summit is is a better team than Hillsboro. Um, both. And I'll just say this in every aspect. I I don't I wouldn't expect to see the same things I saw last week from Hillsborough tomorrow night when when Summit comes to town.
0: When when um when you started this season, is this what you expected from this beach team? I mean, I considering last year and them being upset a little early. Um, is this what you expected?
4: Yeah, that, well, first off, last year's game against Shelbyville Central, that, that was a really good football team that they had. And, and they had a good team this year. It's just kind of unfortunate that, that they weren't able to get into the playoffs for, you know, for obvious reasons. But, um, uh, to answer your question, I don't think you can ever count out Beach High School at this point to make, to make a run in, in, in to Cookville. I, I really don't. I mean, you've seen it time and time again over the last several years. I, I think they've quarterfinal round three of the last four years, winning twice. Um, you know, this, I, I to, did I, did I, do I think that Beach could win the state championship? Probably not. Um, you know, I think Henry County is really good. I think whoever comes out of the Knoxville region will be tough. But to answer your question, I mean, I, I, I definitely could have seen a, a late run from Beach just because you're accustomed, to, you're accustomed to seeing it. You're accustomed to seeing that school be the final Sumner County high school team to play in the playoffs year in and year out. And I understand there may be some more difficult roads. Um, in Sumner County, then, then Beach has to go through, right? I mean, class 6A for Hendersonville is, is a gauntlet of its own. They've got a match up with the Murfreesboro region, JP2 and DQ3A. Some would argue that's the toughest league in all the state. Um, but it doesn't change the fact that Beach gets the job done year in and year out. So yeah, I mean, I definitely, I definitely thought this was a possibility that. That they could be in this position with a chance to to go back to the semifinal round.
3: You know, with that said, Zach Beach goes to Six A next year. Is that correct?
4: Yeah, that's that is correct. You know, I was actually I actually wrote down that info uh, to to see if we we would go over it. Um Yeah, they're going to be in the same region as as Gallatin and Hendersonville, Rossview, Clarksville, and and West Creek, a a stacked region, uh, but a region that Beach is, it can manage, right? I mean, but, you're looking at Gallatin and Hendersonville, two teams that. That they usually, you know, that they beat, you know. So really, it comes down to to either Clarksville or Rossview. West Creek, I think, is is struggle is a struggling program right now. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a win for everyone in the region. So really, it comes down to to Rossview and Clarksville. Clarksville also moving up from five A, so a very manageable region for 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 Beach High School next year.
3: And you get away from Henry County.
4: You get away from Henry County. See, that's that's the great thing about it. So so they would match up with Region Six Six A. Uh, which is Antioch, Cane Ridge, Dixon County, Overton, Laverne, McGavick, and Smyrna. So much, uh, uh, you know, much better than Summit or Shelbyville Central. And then in the, in the semifinal rounds, you know, you're probably going to have to face either a, a Memphis team like a Bartlett or a Collierville or a Germantown. And then also in Williamson County, Brentwood, Centennial, Franklin, Indy, Ravenwood, and then Summit, you guys. So, um, there is that common opponent that's going to stay with Summit next year. Um, but, yeah, a much a, a much more manageable uh, region to get to Cookville, I would think.
0: It's going to be a lot of fun tomorrow night and going forward. Zach Womble, Main Street Prep. Zach, thanks for joining us today.
4: Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right. And there it is. You can hear that game. Summit at Beach, 1017 FM WKOM. Mike Epley and Matt Rogers on the call. We will be there. We'll have full coverage on sm-tnsports.com as well after the game with stats, story, two stories and photo gallery, everything. When we come back, we're going to talk about some other high school football games in the listening area, Tullahoma hosting Nolansville in a rematch and much more on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid Tennessee, bond and Joints.
3: The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by The Rock Place, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, By Design Cabinetry, and Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County schools for more than 40 years, specializing in orthopedic injuries. Their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Every play.
1: Wow! And he spins off a tackle. Every hit. Boom! (laughs) And Trey Hunter tattoos McCandless down at the 28.
2: Every touchdown.
1: And he tight ropes and goes backwards into the end zone. Wow! Touchdown, Dustin Wade.
2: The playoffs are on TriStar Sports Radio.
0: back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yallin with Maurice Patton, J.P. Plant with you right here on WKOM 1017 FM, seven minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock in Columbia, Tennessee, and it is a beautiful day here. 58 degrees and sunny outside the window here at Front Porch Radio. Lots of Lots of high school football to continue talking about here in this hour. We will have Jesse Smithy from Five Star Preps join us. He, uh, he covers the Eastern part of Tennessee and like a blanket. Yeah. Very, very little gets through the cracks over there at Five Star Preps. They do a great job and I, I really am excited to get his take on some of these cross matchups with one of these games that we're about mm-hmm. to talk about, the Tullahola, Tullahoma-Nolensville game, they actually go east, and they will get the greenville elizabethan winner, Elizabethan the defending
3: 4A state champion. Elizabethan the defending 4A state champion, which defeated Nolansville in last year's semifinals to get to Cookville in that matchup with Springfield, so could be a rematch looming potentially I think Tullahoma will have a lot to say about that a lot to say about that my expectation is
0: uh, this is obviously this is a Tullahoma team like we haven't seen in a a a long time
3: yeah um, you know we've talked on these same airwaves about this Tullahoma program and the fact that they went 0-10 back-to-back years not too long ago and to see them sitting here at, at 12 and 0 right now and, and in the, um, state quarterfinals and as an odds on favorite really to get to Cookville. Again, I just think it speaks volumes about the job that, that John Olive has done down there and not just here of late, but, um, I think that it shows that that slump that they went through was the exception clearly and not the norm and it's as I've talked with there are there are programs that you just expect to see in these situations over the long period of time across the mid-state and I think Tullahoma is one of those They've, they've been they've had a lot of success over a a long time frame and you know for them to be here in the grand scheme, isn't that surprise? And it's just that they had that slump not too long ago when they battled back. They had a um, Mr. Football semifinalist, the running back Jacoby Thomas, who um, it's pretty well set the tone for them offensively, I think, and in all likelihood will continue to do so. I would think.
0: That's that. That's a likely scenario. Um. First quarterfinal appearance since 2018. Uh, before that, their last quarterfinal appearance was in 2010 when they lost to Columbia Central. As the Lions were en route to a state title. There you go. Um, but you're right. This John Olive team is special. Their last quarterfinal appearance ended... Um, and a loss to Maplewood six to two. I don't know who got the save.
3: <laughs> I bet somebody went yard late
0: though. <laughs> it was probably a walk off Grand Slam. Yeah, I, I don't know.
3: Um Man. I don't expect this one to be six to two. I don't think this will be six to two. Um Greg Maddox ain't walking through that door, you know? <laughs> and, neither, uh, or, and, and, and neither are the Sheffield brothers, oh. Jordan of Justice. I was, but there will be a Sheffield on the field I was going to
0: say Dewan Brazelton the, he, ain't walking through that door ja,
3: DeWan <laughs> Brazelton ain't walking through that door now <laughs> Jackson Sheffield the youngest of the three Sheffield brothers of that little mini clan there does play football as well he is a running back and um, has had a nice little year for them as well so uh, Tullahoma defeated Nolansville Earlier in the year, this is a rematch between two and and wasn't that four, long ago? It was just three weeks
0: ago? Is that all? It was uh, the 23rd of October, and it was a 29-14
3: win. You know, and you've seen you saw that Nolansville team earlier this year against Spring Hill.
0: I did, and, and I wasn't overly impressed. That being said, I think they've gotten a lot better since that. I think it was mid November, or I'm sorry, mm-hmm. mid September game. Yeah, um, it was. It's, no, it was september 4th
3: Labor so, Day weekend
0: yeah third yeah. third game of the year uh two possession game again i think spring hill's better than what i thought they were and two you know nolensville has gotten better since then so well now
3: nolensville also has a loss to columbia central they do since then that, that is that is a, a a not good loss
0: for for a nolensville I know that Columbia Central's 5A and they went to the second round of the playoffs and and they were probably a little better than we get, than I gave them credit for. You picked Columbia to win.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um yeah, you and Joe Williams almost talked me off that pick. <laughs> You're right, we did. And uh, you know, I just think it's I think this is a different uh team. They they obviously beat Maplewood 42 nothing, but Tullahoma lost lost by 15. And then that Marshall County win, I think, was pretty big. Then you get Livingston Academy in the first round of the playoffs. They get a 38-14 win there. Go up to uh, Smithville and get a 24-17 win over DeKalb County. And holding DeKalb County to 17 points
3: is a pretty good feat. That's a DeKalb County team that, um, that I had seen the week before defeat Spring Hill 38-15. That's a team that can put some points up, clearly. They've done that often this year. And so... Like you said, for Nolan'sville to go up there and hold them to just two touchdowns is um, – I think that speaks well of their defense. Um, at the same time, this Tullahoma team is as strong and across the board in all three facets as I think you're going to see at the Class 4A level.
0: Well, I think it's, it, this one's going to come down to most likely – Samson Johnson for Nolansville running back. How does he match up against this Tullahoma team that has given up 11 points a game?
3: And it's going to fall on Samson Johnson to to make some things happen so that the quarterback Ryder Gallardi has a little bit more. That's room what I'm to thinking. I think. As well.
0: I think the game rests on Samson because. They're, they have to establish some sort of running game so that they're not able to sit back and force Gillardi to either make hurried throws or try to throw into eight deep coverage. Right. So that's why I think Samson Johnson's the key for Nolansville to win this game.
3: If they can run the ball, they pull Tullahoma into Correct. the box, and then you probably get some single coverage out on the perimeter and that kind of thing that, that allows... Gallardi to make some plays in the passing game. But I think you're right. I think it does start with Samson Johnson in the running game for the Knights.
0: Obviously, Gallardi being there, bell I guess. Uh, where's he go? He's going to... Long Island University. Yeah, I was going to say, it's
3: something weird up in the, <laughs> the Northeast, but really interested to see how, uh, how Long that goes. Island University, which is also where... Clayton Bethard was.
0: Yes. That,
3: that the is the former glad. BGA quarterback who was, ha- was involved killed. in the tragic incident last Christmas.
0: Yeah, I mean this is this is a Nolansville team that has some they have some weapons. If they can find a way to keep Tullahoma off the scoreboard a, a team that is scoring nearly 45 points a game.
3: And I think the best way to keep them off the scoreboard is keep them off keep, the field. That's right. Yeah.
0: Again, Samson Johnson.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Run the ball, run the clock, and and hopefully keep it close late. I think kind of has to be Nolansville's recipe, especially playing at Tullahoma because that crowd, you know, to the extent that a crowd can be At 1,900 in a 6,000-seat
0: yeah. stadium. Yeah. 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 I, I will say this – Tol- Tullahoma has given up no more than 14 points all season. This is I'm just going to run down the points they've given up. 13 13 7 7 13 14 0 14 14 8 7. <laughs> That's I mean, that'll get you to 12 and 0 pretty quick. Pretty quick. So, uh, this is going to be a really good football game and I'm I mean, I still think obviously Tullahoma gets the win. But I, I I do believe that no Nolansville would give them a game. This is a Nolansville team we didn't expect to get to the semifinals last year. And they got a, a pretty I guess they they um they beat Marshall County, was it in the second round when they let's last see year. here. Yeah, last year they beat DeCab County in in the third round. Okay. Um but we
3: did not expect that at all. No, and, and I, I think the the fact that we didn't expect that you can chalk up to the youth of that program as much as anything else. Um, you know, Will Hester did a great job getting that thing going, and Paul Derrick has picked up where he left off and continued to progress them. Um, great enthusiasm around that program and around that athletic department as a whole. And pretty nice run of athletes. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't
0: hurt when you got when when you got some Jimmys and Joes, no question. Or when you have got some Jacksons in the case of uh, of Tullahoma.
3: Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> they, they I, again. I just it's nice to see a situation like Tullahoma because you don't often see coaches survive back to back zero and ten seasons. And the fact that the community and the administration allowed that bounce back and they're they're reaping the benefits of that at this point. You know, sometimes riding it out is is the best alternative. Sometimes. Are, are you
0: speaking to Philip Fulman right now? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I tr- or, or I truly you, don't know what to think or about. Or are that you speaking situation. to the,
0: the Vanderbilt crowd? <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs>
3: I was speaking strictly of the Tullahoma situation. Oh, okay. Okay. But um uh, I mean I I think it varies from situation to situation. I just I just felt like in this And pe- it wasn't but see it's not just the 0 tens that get
0: you. It was the two previous seasons to that were five and six, five and six Losing big in the playoffs, zero and ten, zero and ten, five and five,
3: and then in twenty eighteen they go ten and three. So there you go, you know, with the same guy, and and that's that's kind of what I felt like during High all of that. School football, John Olive didn't forget how to coach. You know, sometimes the Jimmies and Joes don't get there or, or whatever. You know, that's the it,
0: difference between a guy who in the nineties went. Ten and two, nine and three, ten and one, seven and four, seven and four, 10 and two. You kind of get a little bit longer leash than somebody who hasn't been around quite as long.
3: Yeah, when you start your career off or start a tenure off with those five and sixes and and whatnot. Yeah, you you can go to
0: the play, if you go to the playoffs ten times in a row and then you miss it a couple times. We're gonna be
3: all right, unless you're all miss. <sighs>
0: We've had that discussion already this week. Oh, yeah. But anyway,
3: Tullahoma, Nolansville, Winter Plays, Elizabethton, Greenville, which will be a slobber knocker over in East Tennessee. And when we come out of this break, we're going to speak with Jesse Smithy with Five Star Preps about that game and some other developments over in East Tennessee. Stay with us. We'll be back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint.
0: Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com.
3: Are you finally ready to turn your outdated kitchen into a dream kitchen, but you don't want to deal with the hassle of a remodel? Call our friends Lynn and Kathy over at By Design Cabinetry in Spring Hill. They have the latest trends and timeless classic looks for your home. By Design Cabinetry is your solution to indoor and outdoor cabinets. Visit them at ByDesignCabinetry.com or call 615-241-1195.
0: I'm Chris Yao, joined as always with Maurice Patton. We are Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, and we're coming
3: to you live weekdays
0: from 9 to 11 a.m. with the most in-depth coverage of local
3: high school sports and more. High school sports is what we do, but it's not all we do. If you want to hear our thoughts regarding the Atlanta Braves, the Tennessee Titans, area colleges, and more, be sure and check us out from 9 to 11 a.m. on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Don't forget about Top 5 Tuesday and Wild
0: and Wacky Wednesday, 9 to 11, weekdays, 101.7 WKOM. back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. 24 minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock, a Thursday of high school football coverage, plenty of it to talk about as the quarterfinals of the state playoffs will commence tomorrow night. And everyone knows who they're playing now. That wasn't the case up until 5 pm on Monday when our friends over at Mariville got word of who their opponent would be. And it was it, it was a bit of a, a, a hassle getting that figured out. We were just interested. <laughs> Our friends over at Five Star Preps were invested. And Jesse Smithy joins us now from Five Star Preps. And I am—I will just say this. I, I read some tweets, Jesse, and I know you were uh, a little anxious throughout the day on Monday, no?
5: Well, a little bit because we were told all along that we would probably know Sometime around lunch on Monday, maybe a little bit before. And so when you have a story of this magnitude, you put everything on hold, right? You're, mm-hmm. not, you're not investing your time and your energy into any other big projects. And during football, we have a lot of responsibilities during the week, just things that we, we put our time and energy into to, to put on our website. So I'd put everything on hold. I was just always looking at my phone all day long on monday and it just it just became one o'clock then it became two and three and i i try not to bug the tssaa because i know if if something's causing a delay that means their hands are tied i mean they're they got something on their plate right and so i just try to send a a cordial text to a couple people at the tssaa saying hey you know, you think it's going to come soon, and they just—they really can't give me a definitive answer. And this thing eventually just bled into the the the, the dinner hours of Monday night over here in, in the Eastern time zone. And so finally, I don't know, sometime around six o'clock Eastern, we get the word that Dobbins Bennett is going to get pushed forward. And it was an unbelievable story to think that if you are McMinn County, you are the team that is disputing this this cancellation of the game from Friday night (laughs) that you don't have all your information ready. If I'm them, I want all my ducks in a row. I want every bit of information in the TSSAA's hands, 8 a.m., 7 a.m., whatever, Monday morning. And when you read the press release from the TSSAA and Bernard Childress, it says that they didn't get the information that they needed from the McMinn County Health Department, which is just unthinkable in this situation and there's been stories that have come out in the aftermath saying, Oh, well, the health department sent it at 7.00 PM Monday night. Well, it should have been sent in at 7.00 AM Monday in, in that community. When this football means everything right now, everybody's got to be on board and it just wasn't the case. And so for just lack of information or whatever, uh, Dobbins Bennett gets to advance and that's just the unfortunate byproduct of this COVID-19 season that we're in. It's going to be a story that we tell for a long time, and, and unfortunately for these kids, they're not going to have any type of finality to their season. They're always going to think back on 2020 and this great team that they had with Division one prospects all over it and what could have happened.
3: It's a tough situation, as you said, Jesse. Um, you know – I'm just kind of at a loss when 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 you lay out the totality of it, like you said, Mm -hmm. if McMinn County's health department got their paperwork in at 7 p.m., you know, what were they doing all day Monday to not get that done any any sooner?
5: Well, here's the thing, Bo. We don't we don't really even know for sure, and I've been told that it's not the case. (laughs) <laughs> that the TSSAA even received that information at 99. seven p.m. Yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, that they even received it at, at all. all, at all. So it's just um, it's a story that's kind of got some weird layers to it, and I know the coaching staff is frustrated, and obviously the players are just—you're a teenager, you can't process this. You're told all along that if you you blood, you bleed, you sweat, you cry, you get through the. Season and all the practices that you're going to be rewarded somehow and, and they're not. And so this the teenagers have to be beside themselves, but just the fact that some people in their community didn't have their back or made these things more difficult for them or made obstacles for them to be able to play play this game is, is hard for teenagers to digest that and to think of it rationally. I mean, I'm sure they're going to carry a lot of resentment over this, uh, into their lives going into the college years,
3: you know, Jesse. I have to think, based on again the the letter from the t w s w a that they asked for the protocols that McMinn County had been observing with regards to COVID and preventing spread and that kind of thing. That if there was a delay in that communication coming from the McMinn County side, I, I have to wonder. If they were, you know, in line with everything that they needed to be in, and maybe they, for lack of a better word, got a little exposed right there with the process.
5: When you look at the statement that Bo Kegel, the head football coach in McMinn County, put out, he mentioned the protocols that they follow all season long, and then it seems like here at the 11th hour when they discussed all the steps and, and measures that they took here at the 11th hour something had changed some kind of protocols had changed within their county that maybe they weren't following or maybe they weren't privy to or knew about mm-hmm. and so that's where a lot of his frustration came is okay we've been doing this all along now somebody's telling us we were supposed to have been doing this what gives mm-hmm. and so there's many disconnects in this in this story for McMinn County uh, many miscommunications as to what is supposed to been what was supposed to have been done and so i, I think Bo Cagle's kind of left it at that he did he he didn't want to make any kind of further comment he didn't want to lose his job because he still Good call. got steam <laughs> yeah he still got steam coming out of his ears over this whole situation and now, from what I understand, like the whole football team's basically in quarantine so it's <laughs> it's um
3: so, so it sounds as if perhaps they couldn't have played, even if that had been the TWSAA decision. Yeah,
5: I mean, quite possibly. And um, so there was a lot of finger pointing and bad mouthing that spewed out on Twitter, as you guys can imagine. Oh yeah. Um, and it's uh, it's been kind of an ugly scene in in, in regards to that, from really the whole weekend into Tuesday, parts of Wednesday, and. I feel like the, the waters have kinda of calmed a little bit. I'm sure it'll get kicks back up on Friday night. Whether McMinn or whether Dobbins Bennett wins or loses at mariville uh, McMinn County is gonna there's gonna be some people, you can't control it. There'll be some people who say, Well, we should have been in that game or we would have done better than you guys did against mariville or, or whatever. So it's gonna take a while for this to, to go away, but it's it's definitely gonna be something that's long remembered.
0: So Really, uh, really interesting game there. Dobbins Bennett will be at Maryville tomorrow night. In our area, in our coverage area, Jesse. Obviously, we cover Summit, as you may remember, jumping on our pregame show just before the game last year. Actually, Um, they will match up this this side of the Class Five A will match up against uh, that that Knoxville area. Fearsome four, really. Uh, the, the Knoxville Central, two-time defending state champion. Uh, they play. They they play host to South Doyle, and then of course Knoxville West hosts Oak Ridge. What's uh What's kind of the 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 thought out there for Class Five
5: A? I think if if summit if summit gets back to the state championship game. I think they're looking at a matchup against Knoxville West.
0: That's what I picked.
5: Say, well, Jesse, nobody really Yay. gave a chance last year, and next thing you know, they're winning a state championship. That Well, yes, but, <laughs> and there's still many components from that central team a year ago that, that gave Summit a lot of trouble, um, mainly linebacker Caleb Fortner, who's a Mr. Football finalist.
3: Caleb Army. Fortner.
5: Yeah, Caleb, Caleb <laughs> Fortner. <laughs> he's a he's a Mr. Football finalist. He's going to sign with Army, his twin brother. Liam Fortner is a star, wide receiver, defensive back, wide quarterback, who's had an unbelievable year, 6'3", 220-pound-looking guy. He's going to Army as well. So there's still a lot of people from that team last year, but the the problem that Central's had this year is at quarterback position. And Ryan Bolton's a junior; he's a first year starter. He has really no backup, so I'm I'm sure he feels a lot of pressure on that 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 he can't get hurt and he can't really uh, maybe play like he wants to play. And he's had some turnover issues this year, and that's kept a lot of teams in the game with Central that maybe shouldn't be. And um, Central still won 10 football games, but this just isn't the central of the last two years. Meanwhile, West High School just looks unbeatable uh, at, at this point. Uh, they have four running backs who are college caliber guys. They have one sophomore who's just an absolute burner, who's averaging 15 and a half yards a carry. And it's just unthinkable to, to to say that stat out loud. They it's have, insane <laughs> Yeah, they have a, a a defensive unit that's probably rivals. Alcoa is one of the best in East Tennessee. Uh it's just they have everything that they need to have to make it to the state championship game, other than that experience saying we've done this before. We can do this. We know we're the guy. So they're gonna have to prove that against Oak Ridge on Friday. And then they're gonna to have to prove it in the semifinal round against either Central or South Doyle. West made it to the semifinals last year, lost ten to nothing at Central, and uh, so they're out to kinda of prove a point. But right now, if I had to pick one out of those four teams and five A in the upper half of the bracket, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay down my uh, my confidence with West.
0: That's who I picked in the beginning of the playoffs. Uh, I said yeah, this was West's year to do it, and uh really should be a lot of fun to watch th- that continue out.
3: At the same time, you know, again, Central, two-time defending state champions had a, um, had a coaching change over the offseason. Bryson Rosser, mm-hmm. the um, former Tennessee State quarterback, uh, departs that position. And it seems as if, you know, quarterback situation notwithstanding, the Bobcats haven't missed a beat.
5: Well, the, his defensive coordinator, Nick Craney, who's been such a pivotal – kind of building block on that state championship success. He took over the program. So he knows the blueprint that's been in place at central the last few years. Now he's not the energetic, charismatic personality and other figure kind of head of the program type of guy that Bryson Rosser was where Bryson could get people to believe in themselves, whether they had the talent to do it or not. Nick Craney's going to try to beat you with, uh, X's and O's. He's going to try to beat you with kind of that calm, steady demeanor on the sideline, and uh, the fact that he knows he knows how to make adjustments in game. And so it's it's a little bit different feel over on the sidelines uh, this year. But again, just having so many carryover type players from the last couple of years has really helped propel this team. And uh, that defensive that defense that they have is is really really stout. And if if Central can get to the 20-point plateau in any game, they have a really good chance to win.
0: Just before this segment, Jesse, we talked about Nolensville traveling over to Tullahoma. They get the winner of Greenville and Elizabethan. Elizabethan, the defending state champion. Uh, What are your thoughts on that game?
5: Uh, It should should be a cruise control game for Elizabethan. I know in the past, and when you look at this game on the paper, it's really intriguing, right? I mean, Greenville won state championships in 2017 and 18. They have some really nice players. They, they had another winning year last year, made a deep run last year. They're 9-3 this year. They just upset Anderson County. But when you look at Greenville on the field, they have a small sophomore quarterback, and they are really, really young on defense. And we're talking about an Elizabethan team that's won 27 games in a row, they have two Mr. Football finalists on offense a quarterback, in a dual threat quarterback, in Bryson Rollins, and a wide receiver in Parker Hughes, who's a Division one prospect. And so, when you factor in the tail of the tape,
0: and they've already like, won this game.
5: Yeah, I mean it's it's a it's a big mismatch. I mean, Elizabethan's beaten Greenville, as you mentioned earlier in the season. I think it was a forty four to ten correct uh, decision. And and Greenville they've gotten better since then, but not good enough to, to win this game. It would take something crazy like their quarterback for Elizabeth and getting hurt or some, just something wild to happen for for this game to, to go in Greenville's favor.
3: You know, um, we're speaking with Jesse Smithy from Five Star Preps, and Jesse, you talk about this Greenville team in particular having won back-to-back state championships. A lot changed in that program after that second state championship.
5: Right, they lost uh, Kane Ballard, who led them to four state titles in 10 years, plus a runner-up finish in that in that decade as head coach. And his son, Cade Ballard, is now one of the starting quarterbacks at Army. He was a two-time Mr. Football winner, and they lost uh, Cameron Height to Wake Forest and Dorian Goddard to Virginia. So, and a, and a few linemen to the Division One ranks as well. So, this isn't a team that's just replete with uh, with FBS or really even FCS talent. Um, but it's a, it's a good, solid 4 A football team at Greenville this year with a lot of potential for 2021 and 2022 success.
3: Now, how does that go over when you talk about the fact that they had won four state championships and had a runner-up finish in a 10-year period? And, you know, this year they're probably going to be a quarterfinal out. I'm I'm curious, how does the community receive that kind of thing? Are they football smart enough to know hey this is a young team or are they you know clamoring for changes to be made how is that going over up there
5: no see like kane Miller, the head football coach that we're we're talking about who led them to this this new heights he left after 2018 so then they promoted dan hammond's an assistant to head coach and then he last year i think I think they were used to winning the state championships. They, they're not used to losing region games, and all of a sudden they, they're losing to Elizabethan. I think there was some frustration last year because there were still a lot of pieces left over from the 2018 state championship uh, in the lineup to, to really think that, okay, Greenville could at least make it to the 4A state final in 2019 and see what happens. Maybe they maybe eke they one or they steal one somehow. So it was a little bit of a change last year in that community to to not see them getting to that state championship game and seeing their rival Elizabethan go on to win a state championship. So then Dan Hammonds, after one year, calls it quits in June, in early June, which is just horrible timing. I mean, obviously everything's going on with COVID and we don't know if the season's going to happen or nobody's been able to practice or do anything. Well, he stepped down. And so the programs in flux is just coming off of a – a weird year and now COVID and now we lose our, our head coach. So they promoted Eddie Spradlin, who's a longtime defensive coordinator uh, under Kane Ballard and Dan Hammons to, to head coach. And that really steadied the waters. And it's the knowledgeable football community up there. So I think they knew what was going on, what type of talent that they had this year. And so I haven't heard anybody complaining of, Oh, we're underachieving this year. This, you know, this is a team that should be winning. I think that community, knows football, and I think they know that they're a year or two away from from competing for state championships again.
0: All right, there you go. This is why we bring you on the show, Jesse. You bring a wealth of knowledge from that Area and uh, he- here's some knowledge that I can give you as as far as East Tennessee goes. Alcoa is the favorite in the
3: eastern side of the Class Three A bracket. They may not uh, ju- they may not just be the favorite in the eastern side yeah, of the a, Class Three A 3A bracket.
5: Yeah, that's a heck a of, heck of a limb that you just <laughs> got on there. Right?
0: <laughs>
3: that's what I got. It's all I know. Yeah,
5: you're out on that limb with about a million other people. Uh, um, it's it's a uh, it's an Alcoa team that is as deep in college talent as i've seen and i've covered alcoa i think since 2002 really since they become this ultra elite program perennial state title contender type of program and i think back to the mid-2000s when they had guys like ray sykes and brandon warren and dustin lindsey and randall cobb and all these guys that ended up being you know great players in their own right and this team this year has five, seven guys who could, you know, go on to a big time college football. And uh, Gray Carroll, defensive lineman, to Mr. Football Finals, he's going to Georgia Tech. You got Isaiah Cox, uh, wide receiver, defensive back, even though he's hurt for the rest of this postseason, uh, is going to possibly sign with Cincinnati, who's what a top ten team nationally. And there's many others on the on the lineup as well that just bring eye intimidation right when you see them and this defense just doesn't you know last year i think they gave up like four points a game and it's right on par with that this year i mean just it's hard hard to even score against their second team uh you think late in the game when you know the starters are out and the other teams leaving their starters in, they still can't score and uh so it's it's a alcoa team going for i think a sixth consecutive state championship in class 3a and they're just whether it's Gatlinburg, Pittman, Friday, or Loudon or Red Bank next week, it's just there's not anybody in the top half of the bracket that's going to match up with them.
3: No. My takeaway from all of that, Jesse, is, man, you're old. 2002, huh?
5: Uh, I know, man. I got a few gray hairs poking up in the follicles here and there, and kids are getting older. So uh, when you when you talk about that wealth of knowledge, it's just only because I've been around for so long. And, uh, <laughs> and that's a good thing and a bad thing sometimes
0: one day you may join the ranks of the TSWA Hall of Famer Mo Patton. Until that time.
5: It's 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 an honor to be on the phone with with Mo Patton.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Until that time, we will continue bringing you on, and uh, we appreciate your knowledge and uh, what you bring to high school football in that part of the state. We appreciate everything you've done for high school sports, man, and your time this morning.
5: Yeah, again, thank you guys for letting me join. And I'm I'm being sincere when I say it's an honor to be on with Mo. I've known Mo for a long time. I've always respected how he goes about his work and and doing it the right way and, and what he's done for so many years. So uh, I know I told you through message, Mo, but congratulations again on getting that Hall of Fame honor, buddy. You deserve it.
3: Thank you, Jesse. I appreciate that. And um, thank you again for coming on with us this morning.
0: Absolutely. You guys
5: take care.
3: You too.
0: All right, on the other side of the break, we will tell you who are we picking? Well, we got some picks to make. We'll talk a little bit about those games and what we expect out of those games on the other side of this break. It is 14 minutes to the top of the hour of 11 o'clock. Stay tuned on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee. Bone and joint.
3: If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you.
0: Every play.
1: Wow! And he spins off a tackle. Every hit. Oh! <laughs> and Trey Hunter tattoos. McCandless down at the 28.
2: Every touchdown.
1: And he tight ropes and goes backwards into the end zone. Wow! Touchdown, Destin Wade.
2: The playoffs are on TriStar Sports Radio.
0: Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yao along with Moe Patton and J.P. Plant. 11 minutes to the top of the t- 11 o'clock hour. And we have, again, let, let, let's go over one more time. Can we go over the uh, high school basketball schedule for the rest of the week? I will... Do you know what it is? I I know what we... Take two. Yeah, exactly. This is kind of why I want to go over to make sure everyone understands what we understand at this point. Subject to change. Asterisk. Schedule subject to change. Tonight, Columbia Academy travels to Riverside Christian. Mount Pleasant hosts Cornersville. Cullioka Boys will host Lawrence County. Cullioka Girls will host Moore County. Independence will be at home against Livingston Academy and Richland travels to Eagleville. That is tonight. All of those games can be found throughout southern Middle Tennessee. Get out and support your teams. Now, we did speak with Chris Pointer yesterday. And if you are planning to go to a Murray County
3: event, public school event, public okay.
0: school, yeah.
3: MCPS athletic event, yes.
0: The tickets
3: are available, is it, he said two per participant. Two per participant, whether that be player, cheerleader, coach. coach. Yeah. But do you have to get the, we didn't ask this,
0: do you have to get the ticket from said player or is it just no, that's the number? That's the number,
3: but available. you have to be on a list. Right, that's what it is. You have to be on the list. There so, will be a list at the front gate if you are not on it. You will not be admitted, so you have to be on the list. So you got to make those arrangements
0: ahead of time. I, I'm on the list.
2: <laughs> well, so maybe back, backstage at the. Uh, are we, we going to have velvet ropes yes. at uh, the entrance to these gymnasiums?
3: <laughs> yes, that's exactly what we're going to have. But I'm on the list. <laughs> and then, obviously, you have to um, do the temp checks and that kind of thing. But but you have to be on the list. To, to be admitted, in, and you will be asked strenuously to wear a mask at all times while on the premises. So, so take all that into consideration as you are making your plans to attend Murray County Public School athletic events this winter and tonight. So who's at home? Culliocas at home? Mount Pleasant's at home?
0: That's, That's it. it. Okay,
3: tonight. Tonight,
0: all right. Let's make some picks. And JP, your show tonight at five o'clock, TriStar Sports Live. Will you be uh, doing some similar
2: uh, things? What some uh, some picks?
0: Yeah, will you be asking your your I, guests?
2: Um, I, I don't. Un- unfortunately, I was... we won't be there. because yeah, we'll be at basketball be, games. Be busy. <laughs> um, I don't know if we'll make our picks uh, tonight. Um, We'll probably uh, probably save that till tomorrow. Okay, yeah. so we'll do that. We'll, we'll reconvene with our high school uh, six picks o'clock. Yeah, tomorrow evening. Sorry. Right. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll broaden our wings this evening, um, and uh, I will encourage folks to go back and listen to today's podcast to get your picks.
0: Number two overall pick, James Wiseman. Number one was not Lamelo Ball.
2: It was not. It it was yeah. Anthony. It was Anthony, um, um, Anthony Edwards. 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 Yeah,
3: and we're not talking. Er and Top Gun, Anthony, not Goose, no, not Goose, no, No. but
0: yeah, (laughs) I thought that was interesting, and and the Celtics now have two Tennessee guys, yep, Grant Williams and the Vanderbilt and Aaron Nismith,
3: that's right, who is widely considered the best shooter in the draft, sniper, he -hmm. said, he
0: called himself a sniper, and he is. Anyway, I really interested. I thought that was cool. You know, as a semi Celtics fan, um, boo. Really excited about Grant Williams and uh, I don't want to take any
2: extra time. But where did that come from?
0: I much like I never had an NFL team. I never uh-huh. had an NBA team. I just I grew up loving Kevin Garnett.
2: And it was a Kevin Garnett year, and I was okay. a Kevin
0: Garnett fan. And then when he and Rondo and Paul Pierce and all those guys Ray were, Allen, Ray Allen were at were the Celtics. I was like, it's good team. Eh, yeah, we'll just we'll stick with the Celtics. They got some history and. Uh, I guess, and they got some dudes. So, well, I mean, yeah. even after, yeah, they were, you know, I've been, I've been, a, Brad, the, uh, the Brad, um, gosh, what's his last name? It. Their coach, coach. coach from Butler. Oh, the dude from Butler. Yeah, and I can't call his name. I can't. Anyway, yeah, Brad Stevens. Stevens. Brad Stevens' era has been really fun. <laughs> so, uh, really like that dude, and hope it continues. But yeah, now Grant Williams, Tennessee. So. Another reason to like the Celtics for me. There
5: you
0: go. Um, and I know that that just makes PK real happy. <laughs> 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 just another one. Just All another right. One. Uh, Mo, let, let's go through a couple of uh, of local ish high school games. Moore County at Fayetteville. You think Moore County can get a um, can get can get a win here? I do.
3: I like the Raiders in this. I game.
0: do too. I think I think this is Moore County's game to lose. Um, other than that, Franklin and Brentwood.
3: You know, as I've mentioned yesterday when we spoke with Admirals' coach Donnie Webb on Coach's Corner, uh, I picked against Franklin in each of the first two rounds of the playoffs, and I'm zero for two picking against the Admirals, and. I'm going to set myself up for 0 for 3. I'm, I'm taking the Bruins in this one. They got a lot to play for and not just in terms of the postseason. Uh, I'm going with Brentwood here.
0: Absolutely. I think, I think you're right. I think Brentwood gets the win, but it'll be a good one. It'll be better than the last one they played. Put it that way. All right. And finally the game we will be at summit traveling to beach. What are your thoughts on this one?
3: Man, listen to Zach. Obviously, we all knew this was going to be a close ball game anyway. We all expected a close ball game. Um, Zach feels pretty good about Beach. I feel pretty good about Summit. I'm taking the Spartans on the road to finally break through against the B- the Buccaneers.
0: and 2 lifetime against the Buccaneers once in the quarterfinals three years ago. For that, that 1-4 matchup. Mm-hmm at Beach where it went to triple overtime was crazy. Sounds like. Absolutely nuts. And that was with a really good Summit team that ended up being fourth in that region. Um, this one is a much better Summit team. I think the history of Brian Coleman and the Wing T and being able to understand that offense and how to defend it I think makes a huge difference and I think Summit defensively has a little more athleticism they're going to be able to set the edge as we as you and I talked about with Trey Hunter Mm -hmm. they'll be able to set the edge they've got really good linebackers and a pretty decent secondary if necessary I think Summit gets the win on the road at Beach Setting up a trip to Paris against Henry County, who should absolutely walk
3: past Clarksville Northeast. That would put us on the road to Paris on the day after Thanksgiving. Coming from Montgomery to
0: Paris. Yeesh. Yeah. Oh, well such as life that's what we sign up for that is what we signed up for speaking of thanksgiving we will not be on the air live thanksgiving but we will have a best of show and you'll definitely want to tune in for that because we've had some pretty good moments uh, <laughs> throughout this nine or ten week venture that we have taken nine this is nine this is week nine so
3: we appreciate you guys Listening each week. You're gonna to wanna to check out tomorrow's show before we get into next week's show though, because we've got lined up for you um John Varless from the Daily Memphian, which is based in Memphis. Talk a little bit about some West Tennessee football. We've also got Oakland coach Kevin Creasy coming on to talk about their rematch against Riverdale and whatever may lie ahead for the Patriots should they get past that. The Battle of the Borough, which will be on WGNS.
0: Our friends over there will have that game for you. Absolutely. Summit will be right here on WKOM 1017 FM tomorrow. Pre-game starting at 6 o'clock with JP. Tonight, join him at 5. Join us tomorrow at 9 a.m. on WKOM. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay cool, Columbia.